Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today's guest is none other than Serena Taylor. Serena is a mother to two incredible boys, Blue and Arrow, whom she gave birth to at home, both of them. And she is also the owner of a very successful modeling agency based in Hawaii called Renew Artists Hawaii, and they're my mother agency. So on this episode, I talked to Serena about how she balances it all from being a badass mama, business owner, amazing wife, and then on top of that makes time for herself. So with that, please welcome Serena Taylor to the show. Enjoy, everybody. All right. Hi, Serena. Hey, Cherokee. So good to see you and talk to you again. (laughs) I know. Good to see you too. I feel like we haven't talked in so long. I know. And now we're both moms. I know. It's wild. (laughs) So can you just introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about yourself and your motherhood journey? And yeah. My name is Serena Taylor. I'm born and raised on Oahu, and I own a modeling agency called Renew Artists Hawaii. And I, as of now eight weeks ago, I'm a mom of two boys. Yeah, (laughs) which is so exciting. So to give you guys a little bit of backstory on how Serena and I know each other, she is my mother agent. So as you guys know, in my solo episode, I lived in Hawaii for five years and I signed with you guys in, I think it was 2018, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we've known each other for five years now, which is crazy. I know. It's wild. Um, And so much has happened in those five years. And so now you are a mom of two beautiful boys, Blue and Arrow. Congratulations, by the way. It's crazy. You You look amazing. I cannot believe. Oh my gosh. Likewise. You're my inspo, 100%. (laughs) Thank you. So are you. I mean, I just, I love watching all of your videos of you, like with Blue and now with Arrow. It's just, it's so cute. So what's the transition been like from having one to now too? You know, the transition has been way, way easier than I thought it was going to be. I was very nervous about it, like my whole pregnancy, Yeah, especially, you know, owning a business and everything. I was like, um, what am I going to do? How is this going to work? But also I think it's because I'm sure, you know, transitioning from like not having a kid to having a kid like Mm -hmm. that, I think is the biggest transition because you have no idea what to expect. Your whole life changes and like your view on yourself and like the, where you are in the world and like what your responsibilities are completely changes. Mm-hmm. So that transition from being not a mom to a mom was huge for me, but then going from one to two was way easier because obviously I already knew what, what to, to expect, expect for the most part. I already knew how to change a diaper. I already knew like yeah. to not freak out at every <laughs> single little thing. Cause I've been like, Oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> you know? Right. I have my resources. I have my past to look back on and I have like a bunch of mom friends and that kind of thing. So I think with the first kid, I had a little bit more of like anxiety about like, who am I now, you know? And like my identity and everything was like really like thrown off from the first kid. But then when I had the second, I'm like, I'm I'm already used to being a a mom and everything. And so the main thing that I was originally worried about is how my firstborn blue was going to react or act to having not just him your full-blown attention just on him yeah Yeah. so how has that been for blue oh my gosh I am so grateful because it could not have gone any better because like blue for most of his life he's been very very sensitive and just like very in touch with his feelings and he's easy to like make like upset and stuff you know just sensitive yeah yeah very sensitive and so I was really worried that him not having our full attention was going to be like hard on him. But Mm -hmm. it's so strange how once the baby arrived, it's like he got kicked up into full gear, like big brother mode. 
and he just instantly became like this very understanding, very kind. I mean, he's always been that way, but just like even more so yeah. understanding of not being the center of our world anymore oh. as much. And he loves babies and animals. And so even before Arrow was born, when we'd have friends with infants and stuff, he just gravitated instantly towards them and would like to, you know, would want to like touch them and just be so gentle and so caring. And so I already knew that he would have that aspect down but it was about more about like juggling the two that I was worried about but he's been so understanding like when he knows like I'm feeding him or whatever he just like will watch me or talk to me about him or like offer to help and stuff and so oh my gosh it's been great that's amazing to hear and he seems like the purest little angel I've only met him (laughs) I think that one time when you guys were living in Laguna oh yeah oh my gosh yeah yeah I met him and I just remember thinking to myself because I was never the type to really gravitate towards kids. But then as soon as I met Blue, I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid is so special. And just like this makes me feel so much more excited about having a child. Yeah. But yeah, I love seeing the videos of him like, you know, feeding Arrow. It's so cute from the bottle. That's just like it must be the best thing in the world to witness them like interacting with each other. Yeah. Oh my God. I would just ball my eyes out. (laughs) I'd be a mess. Oh my gosh. That's so great to hear. So sweet. They always say that the second one is easier just because you're fully equipped. Like you know exactly what to expect. And that's great to hear that it's going so well. I love that. Oh, thanks. I'm so, so glad too. Phew. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're what, eight weeks postpartum right now? Yeah. Today makes eight weeks. So fresh. So will you tell us a little bit about how your pregnancies differed from blue to arrow? Yeah. You know, they were honestly pretty identical. Interesting. (laughs) I was really, really fortunate for both to have such easy pregnancies. Yeah. That's awesome. Mine was too. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people say that for boy mm-hmm. boy pregnancies too, it tends to be easier. Yeah. Like, I mean, morning sickness wise for both, I had a little nausea for the first three months, but like never threw up or anything, you know, like I would like be sensitive to smells and stuff and I wouldn't want to eat chicken like for both. Hmm, <laughs> it's like so weird. Like chicken was like the one thing that I didn't want to eat for both pregnancies. Weird. And the one thing I craved for both was uh-huh. like mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like, really savory, like creamy things and steak. Yep. I guess because of the iron and everything. Yes. But let me think. I mean, I was pretty active for both pregnancies and they were both very just like smooth. Um, Good. I think of any differences though. I'd probably say arrows was easier just because I I also knew. knew what to expect. Yeah. Except for the fact that towards the end, I had prodromal labor, which I don't know if you know what that is, but apparently it's common. No, what's that? It's like another term for false labor. Oh, right. Um, I saw that in your birth story. Yeah, in my caption. Um, Oh my gosh. And so apparently it's very common for moms with after your first pregnancy, your body's like, it already has given birth. So it's oh, like, oh. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's like false labor. And it was so annoying. It was like for literally three or so nights before I actually gave birth, I would like keep waking up in the middle of the night with like early labor contractions and it would mm. keep me up at night. Cause I'd be like, okay, well, like if this is it, then I should probably, yeah. you know, text everybody. And then it would just be like, I was the girl who cried wolf like, <laughs> for three nights. Because it oh was my like, gosh. Yeah. It, it would start and then, but it wouldn't progress. It would be like, you know, the beginning stages of labor where it's mm-hmm. like, it was kind of like, enough to keep you awake where you couldn't sleep through it, but then yeah. it wasn't like so bad that you you couldn't handle it yourself, you know? So wow. I had that, yeah, for like three nights in a row. And after that, I was just like, oh, what do I do to make this progress? Oh my gosh, that's so frustrating. Yeah, it was super frustrating. But my midwife was telling me that sometimes when that happens, it's kind of like your body's way of saying like, okay, your baby is like trying to come down, but maybe his alignment is a little off in there. Mm. Like maybe like his head was instead of like going straight, it was like this, like Mm. trying to come down. Yeah. And so um, they recommended that I go to my chiropractor and my acupuncture 
lady. Yeah. Did it help? Yes. And so I did that not to induce labor, but just to get realigned and to get everything like just in the right like space mm-hmm. for me to be able to give birth. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just did a bunch of like hip opening exercises and like different things to help like make it the most ideal space for him to come through. Yeah. And yeah, it, it worked, I guess. Cause then yeah, I ended up giving birth at 38 weeks again, which I gave birth at 38 weeks with blue too. So. Oh, wow. So they pretty much were identical. That's so interesting. Exactly. Yeah. It's huh. so crazy. The only major difference is the prodromal labor and the fact that Arrow's labor was less than two hours versus Blue's was like six and a half. Yeah. So you've done two home births, which is amazing. Yeah. I applaud you. So with your first birth, you had Abby as your midwife, who was also my midwife. Yes, so we shared a midwife. I, know, I love it. And she's amazing. I love her so mm. much. Can you tell us a little bit about Blue's birth and how it went with Abby and the whole birth story with him? Yeah. So I was living in LA for my first pregnancy and up until the 35 week mark, I was- Same. (laughs) Really? Yes. That's when I decided to go with her. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. I I thought I was like- The only one? Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was gonna give birth at Cedar Sinai. Like I did, like the hospital tour, everything. Mm-hmm. I had an OB, and then you know it's interesting because so many people throughout my pregnancy were like, "Oh, are you gonna do a home birth?" And I was like, "What? You're crazy! Like I would never. <laughs> like I, I never thought that I would do this. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, there's so many unknowns. I'm like, that sounds scary. That like whatever. Like what if something happens? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And so I was so sure I was just going to give birth in the hospital. And then at the 35 week mark, something in me was like, you know, I don't feel comfortable like giving birth in a hospital. Cause I was like, you know, this is going to be my first ever experience being in labor and giving birth. And I want it to be a magical one. And something about hospitals just like yeah. freaks me out. It, it doesn't give me like a peaceful vibe at all. It was also mainly because the OB I had, like I didn't feel comfortable with her. Not that there was anything wrong with what she was doing. It's just, I didn't feel like safe with her. Like I couldn't imagine in my head, like that moment of giving birth and her being the one to be like, here's your baby, you know? Yes. I can relate to this so much. It's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, what do I do? And then there was this girl, her name is Brandy Malloy um, on Instagram. We're like Instagram friends, but we had one of those things where it's like, we'd never met in person, but like we chat all the time on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Anyways. So her name is Brandy Malloy and she had a birthing center birth. Okay. Yeah. And it was in LA. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should look into that. And so I like, um, called that place that she gave birth at and they were like oh no you're way too far along for us to take you (laughs) to consider you and so I'm like okay shoot okay what is another option and so I'm like uh maybe I'll just like look in a home birth and like at least ask all the questions and see I don't know and weigh out your options yeah yeah and so I like typed in on whatever Google or Yelp. And then the first person with like the highest ratings who popped up was Abby. Yeah, And so I'm like, okay, I gave her a call and she literally spent like over an hour talking to me on the phone. And this is without have ever met me or anything. Yeah, Like the way she was talking to me, like she cared so much about it and she was so knowledgeable. And already from that one hour conversation, I was like, so much more comfortable with her than I ever was with my OB. Oh my gosh, we have the same it's story. Like, what the heck? It's the no. same. <laughs> same. I love this. And then she asked me, okay, like, so how far along are you? And of course I'm like, uh, 35 <laughs> weeks. And she was like, okay, well, um, let me meet with you. And yeah, like, and then we met and um, we did the house tour and whatever. And she agreed to take me on. <laughs> and, then, and then it's funny because I had my appointment with her like a couple days before I was 38 weeks, like one of my last appointments with her. Yeah. And I asked her, I was like, so what do you think? Do you think I'm your next birth? And she was like, mm, now nah, you probably have a while to go. Cause you know, I was 38 weeks. He still looked high on my belly and everything. And so she's like, nah, I'll see you again for your next appointment. <laughs> Lo and behold, like two days later, <gasps> I'm like, I think I'm in labor. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. So going to the day of labor. Okay. So September 2nd. Labor day. Yeah, Labor Day. Labor it was Labor Day. Day. <laughs> so yeah. funny. I love that. 
everyone was telling me, oh yeah, first babies come late. Like you, you have yeah. so much longer. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm 38 weeks pregnant. I'm going to the Melrose flea market. <laughs> um, and I'm like walking around for like a couple hours, which I'm sure helped <laughs> me yeah, get into labor. For sure. And then later that evening, we went to dinner at this Japanese restaurant with our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I ordered spicy ramen and yep. um, I was joking with them. I was like, this would be funny if it's put me in the labor. And they were like, haha, whatever. Um, again, 38 weeks pregnant. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. And then I get home at like 8 p.m. that night and Hudson and I are sitting on the couch. And then I feel this like interesting like pressure. And I'm like, I'm like, stop talking for a second. And then he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, that was a weird feeling. Never felt that before. Whatever. We continue to go about our night. I go to sleep. I wake up every few hours or every couple hours to this like weird pressure feeling. Mm -hmm. And then like around 3am, I'm like, what the heck is happening? What is this feeling? And so I'm like Googling on my phone, what do contractions feel like? (laughs) I know because you literally (laughs) cannot explain it. Like it's- Yeah. It's such a weird feeling, especially like in the beginning stages when it's like not necessarily painful. It's just like pressure. Yeah. Pressure. Yeah. And so then I Googled it. I'm like, oh shoot, I think I might be in labor, but then I'm still like not a hundred percent sure. And so I'm like, let's just time them, I guess. But then also I didn't want to wake up Abby because it was 3 a.m. in the morning. And I know she had that rule where it's like, you can text her, but like, don't call unless it's like 511, you know? For sure. So I'm just like timing these contractions and then it hits 511 and they're getting like more intense. And so so then I like text my doula, not thinking she would answer. And then she like answers and calls me. And then she's like, I'm on my way. I'm like, wait, but what if this isn't real? Like, I feel bad. She's like, you know, but whatever. I'm just like trying to like calm my nerves. Like, okay, if this is real, I should probably get ready. And so I have Hudson like blow up the birthing tub and everything. And I'm just like doing like breathing through everything and all that. And then by 10 a.m., they clocked me in as inactive labor. Wow. But like, it's weird because I didn't see my mucus plug come out. I didn't have my water break. And so they asked me towards the end if I wanted them to break my water. And I said, yeah, go for it. Because mm-hmm. he was like right there. Like he was like wow. ready. Yeah. And then the only major thing that like unexpected, I guess, in the labor was that part of my lip for my cervix like wasn't opening. So I was like, I went from like six centimeters to nine and a half centimeters dilated, like super fast. Hmm. But then it was that one part of my like cervix that wouldn't come out or like whatever open. And he was like pushing against, like his head was pushing against it. And so that was like the most painful part was that it's like, he was like trying so hard to come out. Right. And so Joanna, who is also midwife. Yeah. You had her too. Yeah. She would just like use her fingers to like, kind of like move it, push, uh, move it while I'm trying to push him out. And it was like, ah, that hurt. But also because it was my first, yeah, my first labor experience, I needed like every single time Hudson or my doula to like remind me to relax my shoulders because that was the thing that kept like going up because it hurts, you know. But yeah. then you learn like through I don't know if you did hypnobirthing practices or anything, mm-hmm. yeah, to just relax everything, loosey goosey, relax everything, yes, relax your mouth, like all these different breathing exercises and just everything. But sometimes when you're like in the middle of it, you're like ah and you forget. Yeah. And so you need them to be like touching your shoulders to remind you, relax, relax. For sure. If, you're, if your body's loose, then your cervix is, is opening and yeah. stuff. And so it was such a great experience and it definitely was difficult, but it really helped so much to have all that prep work behind me. And also my doula and Hudson like there, especially with like the counter pressure. Oh, that was amazing. And just like the support, you know? Yeah. It takes a village for sure. Yeah. And so after six and a half hours of the active labor, he came out in the tub. Oh, I was also very adamant about giving birth in the birthing tub, but like because of that lip thing mm-hmm. that was happening, they had me go on the bed and push oh. for a little bit on the bed. So then I was actually crowning, like he came out, like his head was like half out when I was like pushing on the bed, but because I was so adamant about giving birth in the tub, <laughs> after he was like fully like 
half out, <laughs> Abby was like, okay, we're going to wobble you over to the room. <gasps> oh my so gosh. I remember walking from the bed to the tub, feeling like there was a bowling ball between my legs. Cause yes. like, literally he's like, yeah, right there. I had a very similar experience because Hunter crowned oh when gosh. I was on the toilet. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Because I was in the bed. And he was stuck for so long. And so they, they wanted to move me into a different position. So I went on the toilet and wow. he started crowding on the toilet. So then they were like, okay, we have to get you back into the bed. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> like the feeling of having to walk from the toilet to the bed, which I'm sure you can relate to the bed to the yes. bath. I mean, it felt like it was <laughs> like running a marathon. Yeah, it was such a weird feeling. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And so then, I mean, then he came out um, and it was one of the best things that I'm so grateful for, for that experience. Yeah, was that um, beautiful. <laughs> quick, funny story about that. So <laughs> I had a playlist um, on my phone mm-hmm. on Spotify, like my birth jams, you know. Um, <laughs> I love it. But then I had like three different playlists. There was one that was like really calm and like relaxing. And there was one that was just like empowering, like girl power and like whatever. So I had that one on at first uh-huh. and Hudson was like, I don't know if you want to give birth to these songs because they were kind of like... <laughs> like what? You know, like, like what, for example? Like, I don't know. Like, like, you need to share like these. Bad words and stuff, you know, like <laughs> yeah. rap music or whatever. Dude, it will pop you up like, and, mo- and motivates you. <laughs> I love and that. so thankfully, he caught that and he like changed the playlist to like... <laughs> I mean, we're not like religious really or anything, but we uh-huh. did grow up religious. So we, he put on like these Christian songs and like, it was so great because the words or the lyrics that Blue was born to are, I don't know if you know that song. It was like, I am the flower quickly fades. Yes, you know yeah, that song? yeah, I know that song. Yeah. And so wow. he was, he came out to the word I am, which I thought wow. was like, that is so crazy. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that part. I don't know if you put that in your birth story. I can't remember. I don't think I did either. I love yeah. that. Can you please share those playlists? <laughs> you need to share. I, I, if, I, if I still have them, I gotta love them. That is so funny. <laughs> I want to know what was on like your pump up playlist. I know. It was definitely something ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. So we had the same midwife and they had the birthing tub as well for me. But I, for some reason, I found it so difficult to push when I was in the water. I don't know why. Like Mm -hmm. I felt super buoyant and like I had no, like I couldn't hold on to anything. I felt like I was kind of floating. Wait, so Uh when you gave birth to Blue, they had the inflatable tub, right? Or was it in an, an actual tub? No, no, inflatable tub. Okay. You found it very comforting and soothing and just... See, here's the thing. Yes, I did. But also that was my first experience, right? right? And then I did notice that the the pain of the labor was significantly less when I was in the water. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is why they call it like an aquadural, like a natural epidural, because there's something about like being in the water and the buoyancy actually that like helped reduce the pain. I don't know. All I know is every time I was out of the tub, I'm like, oh my gosh, get get me me back back in. in Yeah. Yeah. Like I liked the feeling of the water, but I felt like I couldn't push hard enough. If that makes sense. I can totally see that. But it did soothe me. The reason why I was like adamant about giving birth in the tub versus out of the tub was because (laughs) in my mind, like I was like, but isn't it going to be dry? Like if if, I'm like not in the tub and it's like coming out. I'm like, I need that extra, like, lubricant, like, lubrication. I I love that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. It's so funny how little you know, or at least for me. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. I mean, of course, you have your doula and your midwife who go over everything, but it's like, it's something that you have to experience on your own to actually know what is going on. So, yeah. And that's why, obviously, the second one is always a little bit easier in most cases. Oh yeah. So much easier. So then with Arrow's birth, how was that? Okay. So Arrow's birth was so great. I loved that day, but also the padromal labor, you know, like that, like kind of was annoying, but on the actual labor day, oh gosh. Okay. So it was July 25th and I was working at home in my office and at 9am I like 
go to use the bathroom and then I notice like, oh, wow, I'd never seen that before. And I lost my mucus plug, which as I said earlier, I, I didn't notice it with flu. And so I was like, whoa, that is a different thing that I've never <laughs> seen before. Have you, did you lose your mucus plug? I like, did. did you see it? Yeah. Your, okay. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. Interesting. And my water broke. Oh, nice. Yeah. My water broke with arrow too. Yeah. And so I knew that, you know, labor was coming, it was imminent, but I felt great. And so um, I kept working and then Hudson was like, maybe I should go to Whole Foods to get like stock up on everything you might need, like um, snacks and like postpartum foods and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'll go with you. And he was like, "Uh, I don't want you giving birth in my car. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not going to. Like I got time. This is on Oahu, right? Yeah. Okay. And you have a different midwife, obviously, because you guys- Oh, okay. Wait, I should backtrack. Yes. So knowing that I, I gave birth at home for my first birth, I knew I wanted to do that for my second birth. Yeah. But I didn't know anyone here um, right. who, who could do that. And a crappy thing is about Hawaii versus California is that in California, they at least like cover a good deal of your expenses for home birth. Mm-hmm. But in Hawaii, they don't. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I mean, it's fine. But like, so originally I actually was kind of see, trying to see if Abby would do it yeah. still, like even though I'm all the way here. And she was like, yeah, I would totally fly to Hawaii. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. But she checked her calendar again with the dates and then like, it was too close to um, this other girl's date. So okay. she was like, oh, and she was like, the way you give birth, I'm just not going to make it. <laughs> and so I'm like, you're probably right. Like, how am I supposed to call her? Like, right. Yeah. She wouldn't have made it. So I looked into other options here and I found Selena Green, who I absolutely love. So I had that whole midwife experience from the very beginning this time, which is great. Yeah. Because last time I only had it from 35 weeks. Right. And you gave birth at 38 weeks. So it's like you, yeah. you had very little time with Abby. Very little time. Yeah. So this time was great because, I mean, I still saw an OB up until um, my halfway point around there. Mm-hmm just to also get the ultrasounds and everything. But um, I also had the midwife appointments and it was just great having that holistic and natural perspective on everything whenever I was going through like any kind of thing that I might've been worried about or any deficiency in iron or anything like that. Like they had a a solution for me that wasn't, you know, like a prescription. Yeah. Take this medicine. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so that was great. Then Going back to the day that I actually gave birth. Okay, so 9 a.m. last week, mucus plug. I texted a photo of it to Selena. <laughs> and, and then she's like, oh, are you having any contractions? And I'm like, yeah, they're just like really, really mild. So whatever. I went to Whole Foods with Hudson. I was having contractions in Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it you. was like completely oh fine. It was God. like that, still that early stage where I like, you, you can't yeah. tell. Like no one else will be able to tell that I'm having them. You know, I'm just like. Right. Okay, cool. I know because. I explained this in my first episode, like in the movies, they depict it as like, okay, as soon as you start having contractions, that's like yeah. the end of the world and you start like screaming no, yeah. and it's, it's like so this whole dramatic thing. It's not like that. So different. Yeah. yeah. And so whatever. I'm like at Whole Foods eating, uh, we order like acai bowls and stuff. I'm eating my acai bowl in the car, having contractions on the way back <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, we're playing with blue. I'm answering emails and like going about our day. I'm like, Oh, let's go on a walk. So we go on a walk um, through our like neighborhood. Um, and then like texting mm-hmm. the family being like, I might be in labor right now, or I'm in labor right now, but super just casual. And it's so funny because <laughs> yeah. um, my midwife team's like texting me throughout the day being like, Oh, keep us updated and like send us screenshots of how often your, your contractions are. Cause I'm like timing them, you know, like throughout the day and they're like super right. inconsistent, like so random. And so because they were so hmm. inconsistent, I'm like, Oh, I have a bunch of time. It's fine. And then like yeah. six around like six forty. um, <laughs> comes at night and we put blue to bed at seven thirty normally. And so I, I told Hudson like, Oh yeah, I'll probably have a lot of time. So I'll put blue to bed one last time. I'd love to have that like one last like moment of him as an only oh, child yeah. or whatever. Cause I'd probably give birth tomorrow in my mind. That's where my mind went. And so then he's yeah. like, okay, cool. I'll just take him <laughs> to the park. So he goes to take him to the park and it's like six forty PM. I'm like bouncing in my birth ball, answering emails. And then my like midwife, she calls me, she's like, how are you feeling? Should we head over? What do you think? And I'm like, Hmm. And no, not yet. I'll let you know. Maybe like I'll update you in an hour or something. And then like literally like yeah. 15 minutes later, I have a huge contraction and my water breaks. <laughs> oh. 
and I'm by oh myself at home, my right? Gosh. Because Hudson and Blue like, are at the park. <laughs> yes, they're at the and, park. And I just told oh my, my midwife, like, ah, well, you're fine. Don't head over yet. <laughs> and so then I'm like, SOS. Like, <laughs> my water broke. Uh, this is happening. And so they're like, okay, we're on our way. Oh, so this time I didn't want to do the birthing tub. I wanted to give birth in my own bathtub. Right. Well, first of all, I knew that this labor was going to be way yeah. faster because usually they say subsequent births are faster. And so I'm like, oh, you know, like, I don't even know if we'll have time to fill up the birthing tub. And then also last time it was like kind of annoying because there's no way to regulate the temperature, right? So they would keep like having to like heat up water on the stove and then like put it in and whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't got time for that this time. <laughs> like I already knew this was going to be a fast, a fast thing. So yeah, I, I heated up my tub and then I was by myself at home for like a good, like at least 30 minutes or something around 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. How was that mentally? Uh, mentally, I was fine actually. Cause again, I, I kept, for some reason, I kept thinking I still was hours away, even though now like the contractions right. were like happening, like even faster and faster and they were intense. But it's also one of those things where it's like, when you don't have a choice, you kind of in your mind, like you have to deal with it. I was by myself. I had no choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, this is happening. Cool. Like, and then I go into my mind and my headspace of, uh, what I'm supposed to do. And then when Hudson came, well, first of all, like, so he had blue, luckily our nanny like lived like really close by. So then she took him and brought him to bed. And then like Hudson jumped in the tub with me and was like starting to massage me, like do like what he did the first time. Mm. But then what's so weird is like this Mm -hmm. time around, I didn't like it as much. (laughs) Like I was so sure based on my first experience that Cause like the first time whenever Hudson would massage me or like help me through every contraction, it really, really helped me. And that's what I thought that I wouldn't have been capable without him having done that. But then this time around, I think it's because I was like so much more mentally ready and I had already Mm -hmm. experienced labor before. I didn't want him like almost like interfering with like my process yeah in in my space and so I told him I'm like you can leave the tub I got this and you know my midwife team came and I just labored on my own in the tub while everyone was watching me in the bathroom it was so funny my midwife team was three people so they were all just like sitting there by Mm -hmm. the tub watching me do this by myself wow like giving me sips of water you know (laughs) Oh my gosh. And from the video, it, you were incredible. Like oh you gosh, just looked like thanks. the most peaceful, amazing birth that I've literally ever seen. Oh my gosh. It was, it was really, really great. I mean, obviously it wasn't as silent as my video probably makes it seem. There were moments of me like getting animalistic and going through my birthing noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it happened so fast. Like the midwife team came at like, 7.40 and I gave birth like almost close to 9 p.m. It was so fast. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is amazing. That gives me so much hope for my oh, second yeah, birth. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing oh, him. Is that him? <laughs> Actually, let me grab him really quick and then I'll, I'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah, more. yeah. Come talk to Andy. Hi, oh, beautiful dinner. boy. Say hi, Auntie. <laughs> hi. Hi, beautiful boy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. I feel like he looks like Hudson. He does. He looks so much like Hudson. It's crazy. That's crazy. He's so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to nurse. It's just wild because you forget how tiny yes. they are. I know, and even from, like, birth till now, he's so much bigger, and I'm just like, oh, what happened to the little, like, bean that I was holding when he was born? He's so big now. <laughs> so really, it just, like, flashed over your eyes, like, the newborn phase. Is he eating right now? Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Guys, Serena is literally breastfeeding as we do this interview. This is so perfect. I oh love gosh, this. so funny. This is the best. Yeah. So... How did you guys come up with those names? I love them. Thank you. So for the first one, even before I ever got pregnant, Hudson and I talked about if we had a son, we would love for the name to be one syllable. I don't know why. Like we just like really liked the idea of a one syllable name. 
And even before I found out he was a boy, I was like already thinking he was going to be a boy, mainly because I really wanted a boy. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, nice. And so I'm like brainstorming like all these ideas, but I also wanted it to be meaningful, you know, like I wanted, I wanted there to be like some, some sorry, he's a grunter, it's okay. um, some <laughs> symbolism around the name. And so we're like thinking, thinking, and hi, buddy. Hi. And then randomly in the middle of the night, one night, I woke up Hudson. I'm like, I know the name. I know exactly what the name is going to be. And he was like, what is it? And I'm like, blue, but spelled just B-L-U. And he was like, oh my God, I love it. Like, how do you think of it? And then it's because I was thinking about like something that was a constant in our lives, Hudson and my life together, because we had moved around so much, almost every six months moving Right. since we were 18 years old. I w- have been with Hudson since I was 17 years old. And once like I turned 18 and graduated high school and everything, he start- had started modeling and he was like going to New York and all that stuff. And so I would like, you know, go with him. And so we'd live in New York, LA, like back to Hawaii, back to New York, back to LA for like years, like 10 years. Yeah. And something that was always a constant for us whenever we were homesick or just in general, we're feeling overwhelmed would be to either like find some kind of body of ocean or to look up in the sky. Yeah. Cause those are the two things that reminded us of home are like, you know, blue skies and blue water. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Some of our favorite memories together are, are looking into the blues, you know, um, and reminding us of home. Oh, and so I love the word blue that's beautiful. and as a name, I loved it too, but yeah. I was like, I wanted to make it a little bit more unique. So I'm like, let's just drop the E. <laughs> and so yeah, Perfect. that's how blue came about, um, with arrow. Oh my gosh. That was so hard to come up with the name. I was like struggling for months, <laughs> but I also wanted it to be symbolic and everything, but also unique. We had different names, like actually (laughs) for like the first, like half of my pregnancy, it was not going to be Arrow. At first, the name that we had, oh my gosh, she's so grunty. So funny. It's okay. Hi. I know I saw that on your Instagram. He's like a big grunter. He doesn't cry ever, but he (laughs) grunts a lot. It's so funny. So at first, actually, his name was going to be either Cruz or Crew, like C-R-U. Okay, yeah. Yeah, which we liked too, but then, oops, spit up. Um, but then Hudson's cousin gave birth to a Cruz, like, <laughs> recently. And so we're like, oh, oh we can't really do that. Yeah. But then he was like, oh, we could still do Crew. And I'm like, yeah, but it, like, rhymes too much with blue. <laughs> you know, blue, crew. Yeah. It's too confusing. And then, and then one of my friends was like, it's like Blue's Clues, but Blue's Crew. And I'm like, yeah, that ruined it. <laughs> so, so then we were like trying to keep thinking of names. I literally scoured the internet for names for hours and I didn't like any name. Like no, none of the names seemed like right for us. And so I was just like, oh, this is hopeless. Like I don't know what to do. And then like randomly during my search, I saw the name Arrow and it caught my eye immediately, but I was like, not sure if it was like too like different of a name so I like kept it to myself for a bit and then like randomly Hudson and I were like driving through North Shore and I was like okay tell me what you think about this name I don't know if it's too strange and then I like told him and he instantly he was like oh my god I love it what is the meaning though and so I like I was like good question let me look that up and so like I looked it up and the meaning is of the sky stop yeah and so I'm like that's perfect of the sky wow um so it kind of goes with blue's name you know it's sky and the sea and like the colors and everything I love that I knew I had to ask that question for a reason because I knew that there was gonna be some cool story behind both of the names Oh, it makes me miss that. I know, stage. right? This is the stage that's like the sweetest where it's like they can't do anything yet. Yeah. They're getting like chunky. <laughs> oh my gosh. So one thing I want to ask you before we wrap things up, what do you do to stay mindful? I do journal. And that is one thing that I've been doing since I was a kid that I like loved. Just because something about pen to paper, I feel like is so great. I mean, you can write stuff down on your phone and everything, but then there's something so special to me about seeing your own handwriting that I've always found so special, especially to look back on. And because, you know, like 
words and like things can be misinterpreted, like when you talk to people and, and whatnot, or when you text people, but then when you write down like your thoughts about something and this is like how you exactly how you felt in this specific circumstance on this day in this mindset. Yeah. I love being able to look back at that and be like, that was me. Those are my thoughts. That's how I felt, you know? Yeah. I love that. How do you listen to your intuition? Like when it comes to, you know, your diet or just like motherhood in general? Yeah. I definitely try to use my intuition, but honestly, like I look to Hudson also. I use my intuition, but I also like like hearing his perspective on everything too. But I mean, honestly, I also love like texting people who I look up to like so much, like my midwives and people who I, I admire as mothers as well, because everything is so new, you know, like every situation is new, every uh, experience we're experiencing. And so I love just getting input from, from others. And then from there deciding on my own, what's best, I guess, in the end. Yeah. I love that. It's so important to have like a good group of people that you can count on, whether it be like your family members or a group of mom friends, but it's so, so crucial. And that's kind of why I wanted to start this podcast just because it's nice to hear from. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. The motherhood community is like the best. So what are some like lifestyle non-negotiables for you? Right now it's taking time for myself, which was a lot easier with just one kid, of course, but always just having time just to be with myself where I'm not having to like worry about, you know, like a baby crying or a toddler like needing to eat or whatever, just like having space and time for myself every single day where it's just about me, just so I'm able to connect to myself and not just like get lost. With motherhood and the business and everything, there's always somebody who needs something from you, you know? And so it's so important, I feel, every day to you be the person, like you be the person that yourself needs, even if it's just for like 20 minutes a day. I agree. Um, Whatever you as yourself need, whatever, like take a nap or to watch something that that you love or to go work out or whatever, which is another uh, non-negotiable for me and as I'm sure it is for you, is to work out, even if it's like two times a week, it's that sense of normalcy, like going back into a workout class and, and being around like the community of, of other girls who are like just trying to empower themselves and others and, and to be the best versions of themselves and get that sweat on. I love that. Like I love workout classes, but I also like, like working out on my own too, but more so for me, it's just being able to get out of the house and go to a workout and not have anyone in the car seat. Yeah. <laughs> Or anything, you know, and I'm just like on my own and I'm me, me as me, not me as a mom, not me as whatever, you know. It's so important to have that space for yourself. And I think sometimes it's hard for our partners to kind of understand that we need that, how crucial it is. And it's like, even if it's just, yeah, like you said, like 20 minutes a day, it's so, so important to be giving back to yourself because you're constantly giving your energy away and you're just giving yourself away so much to everybody else. So it's very important to have that time for yourself. I love that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that leads me into the next thing, which is fitness. So like for workouts, I mean, it's you're only eight weeks postpartum right now, but like, so you just got cleared to work out technically, I guess. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So what are some of the things that you do for your fitness? So I'm super big on this one workout class in Hawaii called the Burn Collective. I think they're going to open up another one in LA. I'm not sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. um, It's this like great method that this girl named Maria um, invented. And it's like red light therapy, but also it's heated. Oh my gosh. So it's like super hot in there. And like the red lights are just like so fun. Like almost feels like you're in a club. (laughs) And then um, just like the music is like super pumping. And then the workouts are super hard, but like again, like you're with like all your friends or like just the people who, who go to the class. And it's just like so fun to just be in that, that like torture together. (laughs) (laughs) It really is one of the hardest workouts I've ever done, but it's like so fun to do it as a group. 
and then like you get so sweaty, you know, cause it's like so hot in there. Um, yeah. but I was doing that up until like, I think I was nine months pregnant. I was doing that, but I wasn't doing the hot ones cause they have like some that aren't heated. But then like once I gave birth, I was like, Oh, I'm so excited to go back into the heated classes. Cause it just like feels so good after, you know, I bet I do that. I also will do like my own workouts here or there where I'm just like, I don't have like a plan. I just kind of like, at least as long as I'm moving my body, you know, I don't always have the opportunity to make it to class because, you know, I have to drive there and I have to take the class and then drive back. So it's, oh my goodness, burp, burp, (laughs) big burp. Good job, buddy. Yes. I don't always have the time to do that, but when I just like feel like I'm in a funk, I'll just do my own workout and just get my body moving. As long as I, I'm like working up a sweat, I'm like fine with it. It makes me feel better. But another one that's like, if I'm on the go and I don't have much time, literally a workout that I love is like, it's seven minute burpees. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or you just do burpees nonstop for seven minutes. You are hardcore girl. You know, but it's actually like such a great workout because you're done in seven minutes and you're like, just like dripping. And you worked out every single muscle, you know? Yeah. Burpees are intense. It's probably the thing. <laughs> one of oh, my yeah. least favorite. I love that video that you have of you. And I think it's blue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's blue. You guys are oh, dancing and yeah. it's just like, I'm such a firm believer that like, even just moving your body, even if you have to hold your baby, like. Oh, yeah. Use them as weights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how is it balancing owning a really successful modeling agency, being a mother, being a wife, like how do you find the time to balance all of it? Totally. Yeah. That's a great question. Honestly, I am so grateful to have an incredible team. I delegate things out and I handle a lot of like the big decisions and stuff, but like for the most part, like the day-to-day operations, I'm not really doing anymore. So that really helps because I'm able to really be present with this one. But also Blue is in school now. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was wondering where he was. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because out of everyone, Blue had the most changes happen to him because it's like he got a, a younger brother. He started preschool. He, he potty trained. <laughs> so like yeah. all these things happen to him within oh the course gosh. of like a couple weeks. Wow. <laughs> so, Go Blue. Yeah, I'm shocked that he like handled that so well. I was really thinking it was going to be a lot for him, but... Yeah, he did great. And yeah, so he's in school from like 7.30 a.m. to 3 (laughs) p.m. Monday through Friday. So it's a great opportunity for us to, you know, take um, whenever we have model meetings and stuff. We usually do those when Blue is at school. And then every day I try to like do something special with Blue, even if it's just like reading him a few books and just talking to him about his day and stuff. But Hudson does a great job at helping with like all the other things. Like he does all the cooking and drop-offs and pickups for Blue to school. And then one thing that I've always been adamant about with both kids is being able to spend time with Hudson and me just like solo. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people have different opinions on like sleeping and everything. But for Blue, he was always sleeping either in the bassinet or in the crib. We like sleep trained him so that we were able to have that time every night to just be by ourselves, you know, and have that connection as like husband and wife or as like partners, you know, just even if it's for like an hour a day. And one thing I recently read that I love is to every day with your partner to kiss for at least six seconds straight and to hug for at least 20 seconds straight. Wow. Yeah, there's something about like the chemicals in our body or whatever. Like if you hug, your hearts are like next to each other for 20 seconds straight. It really like relieves any kind of like a depression or like anxiety. Yeah, hugging is so powerful. And I feel like we Mm -hmm. forget about that. Okay, so you kiss for six seconds and then you hug for 20 seconds. That's Mm -hmm. such a good tip. I'm going to try and do that. (laughs) And during any like altercations or whatever to like hold hands because like you can't really be mad at people. Yes, I've heard that too. That's such a good tip. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it sounds like it's just so important to for you to like have people there to back you up and to have a great Mm -hmm. team behind you. And it's so important to have good help because we can't do it all. Right. There's no way that you can be a mom of two, especially a eight week old and a little toddler yeah, and then manage an entire business and be a good wife. And you know, it's like, it's It's so much. So to have a good team behind you is Mm -hmm. so important. Absolutely. 
So we'll wrap things up. And I just want to ask you one final question, which I ask everybody at the end of every episode. And that is, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to little Serena? Oh my gosh, that's a really great question. (laughs) I think I would say (laughs) to just be okay with not being perfect. Yes. Oh my gosh. I wish I told myself that too. (laughs) Yeah. I think that especially girls put so much pressure on ourselves to be a certain way and to be able to be good at everything. And I was just like such an overachiever as a kid and I wanted to be the best at everything, which is fine. But I think I put so much pressure on myself if I wasn't like this or that, you know, and to just tell that girl, it's okay. Like, you know, like take a breath yes, and do the things that you enjoy doing and then to be okay with not being good at everything all the time. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. I wish I could go back and say that to myself too. That's such great advice, which I'm sure you're going to be teaching blue and arrow yes i mean that along with a million other things you seem like the absolute oh my gosh likewise so it's so nice to be able to get to talk to you and just like get some tips because i'm still new at this too (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i feel like i'm kind of new at this still too Well, that's what's great about having like such a great community of of mothers. It's so fun to be able to um, share experiences with other moms and to get advice and everything. I love it. Yes. Well, I appreciate you so much, Serena, for taking the time because I know that (laughs) you have a lot on your plate. So thank you so much. I'm really honored that you asked me to do this. It's so sweet of you. Of course. You were like one of the first people on my list. I love that. But I will let you go and be with baby Arrow because I'm sure that you just want to soak it all up. <laughs> just going to change his diaper after this, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his diaper soaking it all up for us but right I now. Hope that, so. oh, I get to meet Hunter one of these days. Yeah, I know. I want Hunter and Blue to oh, meet because I'm sure that they would God. get along great right now. Yeah. It's like such a fun age for both so of them. Sweet. Bye, baby Arrow. It was so good all to right, meet you. Bye. Bye-bye, beautiful. All right. We'll chat later. Thanks so much, Cherokee. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye, babe. Bye. Bye, Arrow. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILF Bod Pod. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.